Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello and welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, series four, episode six. You're very welcome, Falta Ishtok. I hope you're well wherever you are in the world today and ready for another great episode of the Letter from Ireland show. Mike and I bring out a letter from Ireland each week and we also have an active membership community searching for their Irish ancestors, which we call the Green Room. All of this is happening in County Cork in the south of Ireland. But we do get to leave County Cork to travel the Irish ancestry trail And in the show, we'd love to share with you our visits to the places of your Irish ancestors and bring their stories to life. And today we're off on one of those journeys. But before we start into today's show, remember, you can see all the links we mentioned in the show notes at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 406. I'll give you that link again later. Recently, Mike and myself did a trip along the Irish Ancestry Trail to the northeast of the US. Now, our first stop there was in Boston at the NEHGS, or the New England Historic Genealogical Society, on Newbury Street. And we were invited there to speak. Our host and the lady who invited us there was Pam Holland, an American genealogist, Vice President of Tiara, the Irish Ancestral Research Association, and who, luckily enough for us, is also a very helpful member of our Green Room. While in Boston, we thought it would be a great idea, and I hope you think so too, to hear about Pam's work as a genealogist researching on the other side of the pond, so to speak, over in America. So those listening to today's show, well, I'm sure some of you who have Irish ancestors who came to settle in the northeast of the States, who came in through Ellis Island, New York, or maybe in the Boston area. And if so, I think you'll find the interview with Pam of great interest. Or indeed, sure, anybody that's searching in the US looking for that connection back to Ireland, Pam shares some great tips to help you in your search. So why don't you join us now as Mike chats with Pam Holland in her home outside Boston on today's Letter from Ireland show. And we're going to get a glimpse of the American genealogist at work because Mike asks uh, Pam what attracted her to this work and what are the unique challenges faced by those in America who are searching for their Irish ancestors. And listen out too for some tips that she gives and I think you'll find these very helpful. Pam? Guy Holland, did I get that all correct? Yes, you did. Okay. So Pam, could you tell us a little bit about where we are at the moment? Um, we're in Swampscott, Massachusetts, which is just north of Boston. Right. Um, it's where I've been living for the past two years. Oh, I mean, we went for a walk this morning. It was just absolutely beautiful area. You got the sea out there. Yes. And the first time I think I've ever come across uh, snow on a beach, I must yeah. admit. Okay. So folks, you know what time of the year it is. So you, you're not actually from here originally, are you? No, I was born in Ohio, but grew up in West Virginia. And then after college, I moved to the Boston area and, right. um, for work. And um, while I was in graduate school, I met my husband. And, okay. 
you know, in the Boston area more or less since then. So. And that's how you acquire the uh, Holland part of yeah, your surname then? Yeah, that's the Holland surname. Okay, I, I believe he's not from here either. No, he actually was born in Ireland. He Imagine. came over himself to go to graduate school himself. So okay. that's where we met. So. Okay, and here you are today. Yes, exactly. Lovely, and a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. So thank you for having us. You're welcome. Um, you know, uh, Pam, as we go forward, um, I'd like to ask you a few questions about your experience in genealogy uh, here in the US, uh -huh. obviously, and maybe a little bit about kind of the sorts of things you're particularly interested in. And also, I suppose, kind of just um, the, the Irish lines and maybe just kind of you know, focus in upon Irish ancestry specifically from a US perspective. Right. Are you good for that? Yes. Okay, well, the first thing I have is that you're actually uh, the vice president, if I got that correctly, yes. of Tiara, Tiara. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what Tiara, Tiara is, please? Um, well, it stands for the Irish Ancestral Research Association. Okay. And um, it's a group that started in the Boston area about 35 years ago. Um, a number okay. of people that were interested in researching their Irish ancestry started the organization as a genealogical society, I guess you could say. Hmm. And um, we've been, we have monthly meetings and we bring in speakers and do workshops and we have about over 400 members currently um, from all over the place, um, not just the Boston area. Lovely. And in fact, we're going to be speaking tomorrow yes. at your invitation at one of your sessions with the New England uh, Historical. Uh, please, you take it New off from England here. New England Historic Genealogical Society. What is it about acronyms? They just get lost every time, you know. Well, they go by NEHGS. <laughs> so. Very good. Very good. So what attracted you to Tiara in the first place, yourself? Well, I was, um, had been doing a lot of research for my husband's family, oh, okay. you know, he's okay. Irish, yeah. and wanting to learn that more, how to be a better genealogist and how to do more Irish research, and came across them and really liked their speakers and the people, and Lovely. just got more and more involved, and now I'm their vice president. So. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Things didn't rise to the top for no good reason. So from the point of view of Tiara, and as you say, your Irish background, maybe just kind of step back a little bit. What was it that actually got you into genealogy in the first place? Because I understand that's not your, well, I'm not sure anybody no, no, graduates I, with a degree in no, genealogy anyway. I was anyway. a computer programmer many years ago. Okay. And um, when my dad was still alive, I was interested in finding out about his ancestry and did some research for him. And that's sort of when I got hooked and started doing more and then got interested in my husband's family and then learning mm. more about my own background and it just kind of snowballed and that's where I am today. And actually, if you don't mind me asking, I remember you kind of saying that it was one of those classic cases where you got a parent who really kind of no present will do anymore because yeah. they don't really need much right, and so on. exactly. So how, how did he take that particular gift? Well, he was very interested in it. Maybe yeah. not as, as interested <laughs> as I was at that point. But yes, I mean, yeah, know, that, like, that tends to happen, doesn't it? You know, he was like, oh, thank you. Fun, I'll read it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then I was hooked at that point. So yeah. I didn't care. You took it from just, there. You know. So at this stage, so you actually practice as a genealogist yeah. in the area. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. And it, obviously, we're here in the whole New England area. We're here in Boston specifically. And is there a big, not just Irish presence, but an interest? in kind of digging back and discovering more about uh, one's Irish ancestry. Yes, you know, yes. Is there a big Irish thing going on? There's lots of people that, you know, um, Boston has a large Irish population mm. um, historically, and a lot of people really want to try to find their Irish roots, and they're, you know, they get stuck, and then they come to the professionals to try to, like, get the gotcha. most stuck. 
Absolutely. And there must be a few other people like you with an interest overlapping in Irish ancestry as well, I guess, in the area. Oh, yes, definitely. Through TR yes. and so on. Can I tell you a little secret, actually? And you, maybe you can throw some light on this. One of, the, uh, uh, one of the interesting things we noticed when we started the Letter from Ireland and the Green Room and actually looked back at where the members are actually coming from and the readers are coming from was that proportionally we didn't have that many from the Boston area at all. No, interesting. It was like you saw places like, uh, I suppose, kind of isolated areas, you might say, in Texas and so mm -hmm. on. And our theory at least was that a little bit like Ireland themselves, when people are kind of surrounded by kind of lots of kind of I suppose Irishness directly and in their face and so on, you know, they feel like they've got a lot of connection already and they don't necessarily want to kind of go and kind of dig up more, connect yeah. more and so on. I don't know. Yeah. But it's an interesting observation that we yeah, made very early on. Yeah. Well, it could be too that maybe they just don't have the resources in it where they're living in other areas. Therefore, they have, to reach, out, they have yeah. to reach out further. Yeah, right. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see, we'll see. Well, that's, yeah. we'll see, we'll, we'll raise that question tomorrow. Um, so... I guess the other the other aspect of things is that from our perspective, certainly, uh, Karina and myself and Jane McGarvey, genealogist in the green room, we we have a lot of people actually come to us and with us who, let's say, come from the US, they have lines, uh, Irish ancestral lines that obviously reach back to Ireland mm -hmm. and their ambition is to actually establish that kind of that connection. Sometimes, perhaps from our point of view, they kind of go at it too fast, too soon, without maybe kind of checking what's in their own back door. So from that perspective, you know, researching Irish ancestral lines here from the US, I know we, t we had a chat about it earlier and we talked about maybe kind of some of your kind of top tips or ideas or things you've noticed particularly mm -hmm. that people should do more of yes. before they reach back to Ireland. And maybe could you just tell us a little bit more about that, some of the things? Well, you know, I always, you know, it's so tempting just to look at the records that are online and, and see what you can find. And that's yeah. very important to look at all of those birth, marriage, death, census. Be they in Ireland or here in the U.S. Yes, yeah. especially the ones yeah. in the U.S. But it's also really important to look to see what you family may already have. I mean, there may be some kind of memorabilia in your family. So it might be a might know, Bible or yes. it might be a story or it could be... Uh, yeah, or, you know, if someone fought in a war, maybe they have something that has a, something that might link you back to some place in Ireland. Yeah. And yeah. also, I think it's really important. A lot of people kind of neglect going and looking in the cemeteries and looking at the actual headstones because it's interesting that things will be written on those headstones that you had no idea you knew that you didn't know that about the person. So it could be a connection with somebody else, or it could be kind of something uh, giving a townland name. It yeah, could be a lot of different things. Sometimes it'll have a parish or a townland name. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's confusing because you don't recognize the name because it's been kind of phonetically spelled as that the way. Yes. You know, it's okay. been heard here in the U.S. But sometimes you can um, use that as a good clue to figuring out. And you know, I know we were talking about this as well because it's it's very interesting how. They're the sort of things that you actually do in a kind of a hands-on sort of way. You know what I mean? Push the records yeah, aside for a yeah. moment, kind of open the front door, walk out, and look at some physical yeah. stuff, or and, and, talk to some physical people. And, and, and interviewing older family members too. Yeah, is yeah. Isn't it interesting? Because again, you know, just from our perspective back in Ireland, there's there's a, there's a lot of people who aren't interested in genealogy per se, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is pursuit of the family tree. However, the amount of stuff that they actually have in here with regards to connections, stories, etc., yes, yes. is just complete gold as such. 
but you often have to ask exactly the right question at the right time <laughs> and so on. But you know, if you never do that, you'll never discover it, will you? And I guess it's the exact yeah, same over here. It is, it is. Yeah. There are lots of stories, maybe an aunt has or that's been passed down. Sometimes the stories, you know, they don't sound quite right, but usually there's something that's true in there that you can kind yeah. of pick out and work with. Now, I know earlier as well we were chatting about, uh, you know, different kind of cases you would have worked on different individuals. And there was a particular guy in, I think it was Pennsylvania, was yes, it? Yes. And we were kind of talking about, well, you know, what, what were you kind of finding you really kind of needed to dig into to discover more about, I think it was a fairly classic case where you got an apparently isolated individual and you're saying, well, yes. how did they suddenly appear in that part of the world? And, you know, where's the link back to Ireland? Mm -hmm. So maybe could you tell us a little bit more about what happened in that particular case? Well, because the family was living in um, Pennsylvania and it was kind of obvious from the records that we had that the couple had been married before mm. they came to the U.S. and they had at okay. least one or two children that had been born in Ireland but we didn't have any idea where in Ireland they right. came from. And, um, you know, we went and looked at all of the records that we could. They were in fairly early in Pennsylvania so there's not a lot of records. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, around... I'm trying to think, like 1820, 1830s. Mm. So, you know, you have some census records that really aren't very good vital records there. But then we started looking at the land records. Right. And it was very interesting. In the, one of the land records for the couple, it, um, it turned out that they had gotten the land from the wife. And, and her, her father had died and left land to his children. And in the land record, it detailed exactly what bits of land went, right. went to which children. Excellent. And we decided, and we discovered that the father had been here much earlier, and it was before the couple had come over, and they came over because they had inherited this land. And that was why they came over. And based on the information, we were actually able to find a passenger list with the whole family coming together. Because sometimes when they're isolated individuals, you don't know if you have the right person or not. But when you have a whole family coming together, then you're pretty sure that you have the right family. Yeah. And um, luckily, it said they were from Antrim. so that County Antrim, yes. all the way up north. Yeah. So that was... Fantastic. You know, and it really kind of tied in with the rest of the family because later on... Um, it was obvious that they weren't Catholic, so that kind of mm -hmm. helped, you know, say, yes, we think we have the right family. Gotcha. So that was kind of what we call maybe also Scots or, you yeah. know, Scotch-Irish yeah. over here exactly. and so on. Yeah. It, it is kind of interesting because in one sense that's luck, but I'm sure luck kind of pursues you quite a bit when you start to dig in a bit deeper, just like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I know you're a professional genealogist, but is that the sort of thing that, an, a let's say, an amateur pursuing their own lines could have done just as easily in your well, opinion? Well, in this case, they could have. They could have done it um, because these land records are often have been digitized by the okay. Family History Library, and they're available online. And so you can, it's as if you're looking at the microfilm. That right. They made microfilm copies of these land records many years ago, and you can gotcha. actually like page through them as if you're scrolling through the microfilm. Gotcha. It takes some work. Yes. It's not, you know, you don't yes. plug in a name and just find it. But yeah, it's not a search, it's a browse, yes. and yes. it's kind of a bit of intuition kicking right. in along the way. You have to look the names up in an index, and then yeah. use an index to find the page number in yes. the actual land volume book. Yes. And then read the record. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you remind me of a lot of genealogists I would know in Ireland, and it'd be almost every time, it goes back to the land records, mm. when you're pursuing kind of, you know, you've got, you got these fragments at moments in time, but when you're starting to connect them, it's through the land records, the yeah. valuations and so on, as they actually might thread forwards and backwards and wills and so on. The, the other thing kind of we mentioned earlier as well with regards to um, 
I, I guess maybe kind of, you know, this idea of maybe summarizing some of this around kind of top tips. I know you mentioned there about headstones, mm -hmm. you know, I know you mentioned about stories coming down. And we also chatted about the census, you know, maybe kind of yes. looking back. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, you find it very useful to actually look at where the family was living and look at the records or the census records, maybe a page or two before and after. So I'm, I might have a federal U.S. Uh, 1870 record. Yes. I see somebody in there. Yes. It's nice isolated name. I'm saying to myself, well, gosh, this is the last, this is the earliest yes. appearance of this person. So you're saying to... To, to actually read the whole page of okay. names and maybe to go back a page or two and read all of the people that were living on the streets near them. And what, were you, what are you looking for in that and case? You're look, well, you're looking for maybe more Irish people. Okay. Or you're looking for people um, that might have the same surname. All right. And you're looking for these communities of people because they didn't just come on their no. own. They no. came because someone said come or they said or they knew that the, there are people from their same town maybe in Ireland yeah. living in a particular community so that's very important so you, you had, identify those. You had both uh, I suppose kind of chain migration once the beachhead was kind yes. of established and perhaps on the other hand and I do know this from let's say the early 1800s maybe before that you had entire kind of townlands mm -hmm. or let's say estates transplanted over where right. kind of a, a an owner just happened to have an interest in both sides of the, the pond, so to speak. Yes. Okay, because, you know, I, I, I think that's fascinating because, you know, we try to give the advice constantly to kind of go wide before you go back. Yes. Because you, you will see more things just like that. It'll start to kind of give uh, a better sense of if something is more of a probability or not when you eventually find a record that mm -hmm. might fit mm -hmm. as being a possibility. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah. these communities, like, they were very, like, localized, so there could be, like, Corktown or something like right. that. And then if they're living in what, you know, might that might be a very good clue that they were from Cork somewhere. Right. So. Now, I, I know that you actually have um, a very strong link, obviously, to kind of to the Irish side of things and Irish research through your own husband. Right. And I understand that you recently discovered something uh, with regard to your own Right. Very specific I discovered lineage. that I, one of my fifth great grandparents is from Ireland. Okay. So I had been looking for years trying to find my Irish ancestry. <laughs> They're out there somewhere. Yeah. Married to an Irishman, you know. I have a lot of German and some English, but never yeah. really could find anything. And so supposedly now I'm one one twenty eighth Irish. So. Oh, fantastic! Congratulations! And can you give us the name of that person or a surname? Her name or? is Anne Jack. And she was in Pennsylvania in the early 1700s and was married to someone that fought in the Revolutionary War. Wow, okay. And there's I obviously. I work to get her back, but probably from Northern Ireland. Area. Northern Ireland, so yeah. That's Irish, probably. And, and that's an unusual surname, too, isn't it, yeah. Jan Jack? Yeah. Okay, well, that's fantastic. I'm sure we're going to see more. And maybe <laughs> it'll even kind of have from 128th or something yes, yes. and so on. But we'll see. So, Pam, um, I know you're, you're obviously a member of the Green Room at the moment as well. And uh, you've been a fantastic help in there, helping other people and kind of suggesting, make it, especially we've noticed with regards kind of places to consider when researching the US uh -huh. and reminding people to kind of, you know, find out more before you're back to Ireland. So thank you for that. So where can people actually find out more about you if they want to connect? With you the well, I do have a website. Yes. It's called genealogybypamholland.com. Genealogybypamholland.com. Yes. Okay, that sounds like it does what it says in the tin. Yeah. So. Very good. Well, Pam, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. And uh, we're really looking forward to kind of exploring more, uh, both with yourself and some of our Green Room members as well, tomorrow at the actual lecture. Great. And meeting loads of people. Great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. The next morning, we were up early, and as we walked along the Boston streets before our talk, Pam filled us in on the local history. 
At our lecture, we spoke to a packed house in a beautiful wood panelled room at the NEHGS headquarters. Uh, there were two massive, impressive chandeliers on the, on the ceiling. And here we recounted our experiences as Irish people living in Ireland. And we spoke too about our observations on the many Irish ancestry trails that we've travelled all around the world at this stage from places as far away uh, to Tasmania, Australia and so on. The lecture was extended as the attendees, you know, had questions for Mike and myself and the questions and answer session continued to lunchtime. Well, we thoroughly enjoyed the visit and it gave us the opportunity to to meet some wonderful new people and also catch up with our own Green Room members and readers of the Letter from Ireland who came out there to Boston to meet us. Thanks very much, Pam, for those tips before that make the research leap back to Ireland on our family search she advised that if you are in the US, and I guess that applies to other places outside Ireland too, you start by thoroughly searching through the obvious records, birth, marriage, death records, etc. And two, she said, check out for clues to be gained from family memorabilia, dates in a Bible, scrapbooks or notes kept by the family. I know lots of members that write to us sometimes mention that it wasn't until they were going through maybe their mother or grandmother's estate that they came across notes that have provided clues for them in their search back to Ireland. She also suggests a member to speak to older members of the family and interview them while you can. Don't let it go too late. And if their stories provide some stories indeed might have some incorrect details, you'll always find some grain of truth or clue there. The graveyard visit, that brought a smile to my face because I know many of our members like to visit graveyards, but I'm sure in America, reading the headstones, you can often get a clue back to where the person came in Ireland, maybe a county or a parish mentioned there on the headstone that might not have been discussed previously. And watch out, as she says, for the spellings. It can often be uh, misspelling or phonetically spelled, but don't let that put you off. The census records, of course, I thought that was a great idea to check the pages, maybe one or two before the surname you're looking for or one or two after. As we know, the Irish people like to follow in groups from a certain area, chain migration. So even there, you can find a clue, maybe a valuable clue that has been missed to the town or county to link you back to Ireland. But I think my favorite of Pam's tips was that one about Cork Town. I mean, coming from Cork, there is no, I had to laugh when I heard you say, I wonder where the people that were living in Cork town had come from in Ireland. Well, no prizes for guessing that, I'm sure. So we were thrilled to have Pam share her work with us. And thanks, Mike and Pam. And you'll find Pam at, as she said, genealogybypamholland.com. I hope listeners who have discovered, you've discovered some clues there that might reinvigorate your research in your own country before you try hopping back across the pond to Ireland. Now, that's the show for today and a warm thanks to you listeners for your company on the Letter from Ireland show and to all our friends in the green room and of course to our readers on the Letter from Ireland too. If you're wondering about your Irish ancestors and want to start your own journey, you can check out the green room in the show notes at a letter from Ireland.com forward slash four zero six. So why not give it a try? She'll never know who you'll find. As our green room members often say to us, your ancestors are calling you and waiting to be discovered. 
So everybody, remember, the link to today's show is at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 406. Thanks for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next time on the Letter from Ireland show. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show and you can find full details of The Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán gafól, Karina. <laughs>